0: That is being asked um, all over the malls, all over the toy stores and um, Christmas movies. But oftentimes you will hear a man in a little red suit asking, what do you want for Christmas? What do you want for Christmas? What is it that you're looking to find under the tree this year? In a few weeks, kids all over the country, maybe all over the world, will Um, be opening those packages, those gifts, hoping to find the very thing that they have been asking for all year long. When asking for a gift, kids, you can be kind of creative, um, can't you? I heard of a story about a little boy named Bobby. Bobby. And Bobby was, uh, it's going to be hard for me to stick behind this this pulpit, but I'll do my best here. Um, Bobby was, for whatever reason, I think he's around 10 or 11 years old, he really wanted a specific kind of watch. He really wanted this watch, and he was just uh, nagging his parents every day, every day for this watch. And his dad finally said, like we sometimes do, parents, would you stop bugging me about this watch? Uh, If you keep asking me about this watch, Bobby, you're not going to get it. So he stopped, but one night for dinner, uh, his parents asked Bobby if he would say the prayer, uh, the blessing over the food. And Bobby said, I will do that, but first let me read a passage of scripture. And Bobby brought up this scripture in Mark 13, and it's this. Watch, therefore... For you do not know when the master of the house is coming, in the evening, at midnight, at the crowing of the rooster, or in the morning, lest something suddenly, lest coming suddenly, he find you sleeping. And what I say to you, I say to all, watch. (laughs) Rather creative, isn't it? (laughs) If we go back to the very first Christmas, most... Everyone that you see surrounding the story of Christmas, most everyone did not find or did not experience Christmas because they were not looking for it. Think about that. Most of them did not find the true Christmas because they weren't looking for it. The business community in that area, they missed it. The innkeeper in our story, he missed it. Even the Sadducees and the Pharisees and the religious leaders, they missed it because they were looking in the wrong places. Now hear me out on this this morning. The only people who found the true Christmas event were those who were looking for it. The only people who found the true Christmas were those who were looking for it. Profound, I know, but so true. You see, you have to look for the right thing in order to find it. Joseph obviously found Jesus because he was told that the child within Mary was of the Holy Spirit. We know the passage. He was told, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. Mary, as we all well know, was told what was soon to come in Luke 131. And behold, she was told, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. Even the shepherds found the Messiah because they were told in Luke two, do not be afraid. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. The wise men, they were looking for a king, and they found a king. Even when they approached King Herod, they asked him, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. All of these players in the first Christmas story looked and they found that which they knew was coming. They found exactly what they were looking for. So I ask you again, what do you want for Christmas this year? What are you looking for? If I may be so bold, I'll really tell you exactly what you're going to find this Christmas. You're going to find exactly what you're looking for. I'll just let that sink in for a second. You'll find exactly what you're looking for. What do I mean by that? From the dawn of creation, mankind has been seeking They have been seeking to know the answers to those questions that we have recently discussed in a number of sermons uh, weeks ago. Is there any meaning to my life? Maybe someone here this morning is asking that. Does my life really even matter? Does it count for anything? Is there a God? And if there is a God, is it possible that I can know him? This spiritual curiosity is even reflected in our society and in our media. Magazines like Time and Life and Newsweek have recently written on topics such as this. Topics that are described as life after death. Who wrote the Bible? Who is God? Speaking of Jesus in Life magazine, they asked the question, who was he? You see, we believe here in church that every single one of us is born with a God-shaped heart. A void within the heart that is God-shaped. And our society today is looking everywhere to fill that void. And as each Christmas comes around, so many people continue to miss it. They miss their chance at finding that which will fill the void. I don't know, I've said this before, but if you're new here, uh, look at the Christmas movies, the classic Christmas movies, or uh, look at the uh, TV shows and the Hallmark movies, if those of you who watch the Hallmark movies, and they'll tell you that the real meaning of Christmas is about family, right? About family, and it's about extending peace. In good will to all this morning, if we will but look in the right places, you'll find what you're looking for. just briefly here this morning, but how many of you know what whenever a pastor and a preacher says briefly, you know they're lying from the pulpit as briefly as I can there's three gifts that Jesus is offering all of us, you and me alike. Three gifts that will fulfill your every longing. That's just not something that the preacher says that sounds good on a Sunday morning behind a pulpit. There are three things that will fulfill that God, that will will, uh, satisfy that God-shaped void in your heart. But as I said, it all depends, folks, on where you look. If you look in the right places, you're going to find exactly what you're looking for. This morning, I want us to find forgiveness. Find forgiveness. Is there a God? And if so, can I know this God? Many people around the world, if not at one point in time, everyone has asked that question. Is there a God? And can I know him? Well, the answer to that this morning is a resounding yes, there is a God. And even more importantly, yes. You can know him. However, we must also understand that our God is a holy God. He is a righteous God. He is a pure God. He is perfect in every sense of the word. And what's amazing is that God wants to know you. He wants to have a relationship with you he wants to come live in our hearts but there's a problem with that you see we have sinful hearts we were born into this world with sinful hearts for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of god romans 3:23 tells us we are sinful and we are flawed from the start and a holy god cannot reside in a heart that is sinful and that is flawed the same is with heaven Heaven's a perfect place. It will Our future home will be a perfect place. And nothing sinful can enter there. And unfortunately, that means us. But praise the Lord, God came up with a plan B. God sent His Son, a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. 1 John 4.10 says, This is real love, not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Some of you may have seen this on a Christmas card before, but I read that if our greatest need had been information, God would have sent us an Educator. If our greatest need was technology, he would have sent us a scientist. If our greatest need was money, he would have sent us an economist. If our greatest need was pleasure, he would have sent us an entertainer. But our greatest need was forgiveness. So God sent us a Savior. Praise the Lord. This Savior offers forgiveness and a clean heart. Speaking of a gift, Ephesians 2, 8, 9, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, that not of yourselves it is a gift, not by works, lest any man should boast. But here's the thing. To experience that first gift of forgiveness, you and I have to willingly Accept this free gift from God. It's not something that God will force on anyone. I recently read an interesting description of lifeguards and how they go about their jobs and the things that they do. And if you've ever been a lifeguard, you know that the one thing that a lifeguard will not do is they will not go into the water to save someone who is trying to save themselves. Right? Right? Uh, what they'll do is, you know, because if you, if you go out there while the person is trying to save themselves, they're flailing around, they're throwing their arms everywhere, and more than likely, they're, they're going to take you, the lifeguard, down with them. So what a lifeguard will do is a lifeguard will wait just far enough away to where the person will stop and will give up and almost collapse in the water. And that's the key. Once they give up, Then the lifeguard is able to move in and grab them safely and securely and bring them back to shore. Folks, you can find forgiveness if you will only give up. Don't flail around. Quit trying to find the answers to life yourself. Quit trying to figure it out by yourself. You can find that first gift of forgiveness. Remember, you will find exactly what you're looking for if you look in the right places. The second gift this morning that I want you to be able to open, and Pastor Kevin referred to it, I want you to find peace. Wow. Do we ever need peace today, don't we? It's a word that is in short supply these days. The Paris shooting... And then the California shooting just a few days ago. We live in a world where peace is hard to come by. I believe the people, uh, those that were involved, those troubled individuals who were involved in these heinous acts, I believe ultimately inside, if you think about it, they have no peace. There is so much unrest in the world today as people all around the world are trying to find peace. Some people are turning to alcohol and drugs to find peace, hoping that they can numb their pain away, hoping that they can drink enough or take enough drugs to where it will give them a false sense of peace. Some people here hop from one relationship to the next, hoping to find that special someone who will fill that void in their life and complete them and giving them peace, but it never really happens. Oh, there may be a, an initial degree of peace and satisfaction, but ultimately it's not the peace that lasts. Some of you might refer or identify with this. Some people try and stay so busy so they don't have to listen to the quietness of their heart and their mind. I don't have to listen to the quiet inside because the silence reveals the unrest in their lives. So hopefully if they can just stay busy and busy and busy themselves like crazy, maybe they can come home and at night they can lay down and be so exhausted and please just let me go to sleep so I don't have to listen to the silence that's killing me. Some of you may be workaholics, working like crazy just to prove that you really are somebody, but inside you're saying that you really do not feel like anybody. For others around our world, they're looking to religion. They're looking to different cults or different New Age philosophies, anything that will bring peace. What is real peace? I recently saw, as I was getting ready uh, this, this, this week, uh, getting ready for work, Uh, During this uh, shooting, I saw on the Today Show that one of the hosts said this, Our thoughts and our peace we pass on to them. Now, first off, God help us that they just could not bring themselves to say our thoughts and our prayers. But that's a different sermon. Our thoughts and our peace we pass on to them. What does that mean? That's a nice sentiment, isn't it? But what exactly does it mean? What kind of peace can we as humans bring? Yes, we can be there for individuals. Yes, we can help one another in incredible times of trouble and heartache and pain. But ultimately, we as humans cannot generate peace, folks. We cannot generate peace. You want to talk about real peace, Pastor Kevin referred to it during his reading. I love Jesus' words in John 14 where he says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let it be afraid. He said, My peace I give to you. I'm reminded of Philippians 4, 6 through 8. Do not be anxious about anything. But in all things, by prayer and supplication and with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And here it says, And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That's Jesus' peace. Maybe there's someone here this morning you need. You need a good night's rest. You need the peace of Jesus. You'll find that through His forgiveness, and you'll find that through the peace of Jesus. Real peace of heart and mind comes when we have a relationship with Jesus, God's Son, when we become friends with the Creator of the universe. Real peace is knowing that no matter what I do, God will never stop loving me. He'll never leave me alone. He's always with me. That no matter what happens in 2016, praise God, God will give me the strength, He will give me the grace to endure it, church. Real peace comes when we eat, live, and breathe the Word of God. Real peace comes when I influence my family In community for Jesus Christ. I tell you this morning. You can find real peace. But only if you look to the person. Of Jesus Christ. The last thing I want you to open this morning. Open the gift. Of eternal life. Eternal life. Look there are certain things in life. That we can know for sure. Number one. We're all going to die someday. Aren't we? We're all going to die someday. As far as I know, there's only been two individuals who have ever escaped death. Genesis 5 tells us about Enoch. It says that he walked with God and it says that God took him. God just took him. And then we're also told about Elijah where it says that Elijah was taken up in a chariot of fire. So two people that have escape death, then chances are pretty good that you and I are not going to be the third one. Fact number two is that we're going to spend more time, much more time on the other side of death than we will on this side of death. The oldest person ever recorded in history is this woman right here, that woman, her name is Jean Louise Clement. She lived in France. Not believe how old she was, one twenty two years old. I don 't know if I'd want to live that long. <laughs> but even she could not escape death as she passed away on August 4, 1997 but 122 years of age. But the Word of God tells us in Psalm that 70 years are given at best. Some even live to 80. This tells us that if we're fortunate enough to reach the 70 or 80 years of age, this side of death, we are fortunate. Anything beyond that is bonus from Scripture. But listen, on the other side, folks, it's eternal. It's never ending. But even this reveals another great find, another great gift of Christmas. In the manger lies a baby who offers eternal life. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who hears my words and believes on him who sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but has passed. From death to life. Listen, you will not find that kind of deal on Black Friday. You will not find that kind of deal on Cyber Monday. You will not find that deal anywhere but in the person of Jesus Christ. Some of you have uh, enjoyed that movie. I'm here to tell you that the miracle on Christmas is not found on 34th Street. It's found on Bethlehem Street. And today I began by asking you what you wanted for Christmas and what were you looking for this year? 1 John five twenty says, Christ, God's son, has come to help us understand and find the true God. What are you looking for? Are you looking for the true God? If you're looking for the true God, look in the right places and you'll find him. I love this passage here in Jeremiah 29, 13. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. One final time, I'll ask you, what are you seeking for this Christmas? If you want forgiveness of heart, if you want peace for your mind, body, and soul. If you want eternal life. If you want all of these things Jeremiah just told you how you can find it. Under the Christmas tree in that picture is Joseph and Mary, but obviously she's holding baby Jesus. If you're looking for that Jesus, you'll find him. But you will find him when you seek Jesus him with all of your heart. When you stop flailing around, when you stop trying to figure life out on your own, when you stop trying, Proverbs 14.12 says there is a way that seems right uh, unto man, but the way therein leads to death. Stop trying to figure it out on your own. Seek him with your whole heart. And if you do this, you will find exactly what you're looking for. In just a few moments, we're going to be baptizing a number of individuals who, in their own unique way, have been on a journey. They've been seeking, they've been searching for the true King, trying to find the meaning of life. And because they've turned to Jesus Christ, they have found exactly what they were looking for. They're not perfect. No one is perfect. We don't have it all figured out. Whenever we accept Christ, when we become baptized, we don't have it figured out, but we are a work in progress. What are you looking for? At this time, I am going to ask those who are being baptized if you will make your way in the back. Mandy and Joyce, if you'll come up and get ready to lead us in a closing song. And my wife will be back there and she will help direct you. But once again, I wanted to give an opportunity for those this morning. Man, if you think about it, where do you spend the majority of your energies, your time, your schedule? Those are the the things you're probably going to find in your life. But if you really want forgiveness, if you want peace... That leads to eternal life. Look to Jesus. You'll find it. You'll find it. Would you bow your heads, please? Oh, God. In the hustle and the bustle of Christmas season, the holiday season, Lord. Um, Lord, we acknowledge that we have often forgot to look to you. And we have often uh, not uh, come to you seeking There's a song that says, wise men still seek him today. And Lord, so if there's anyone here this morning that has come here, and Lord, they acknowledge that there's something inside. There's that God-shaped vacuum, that God-shaped void in their heart, that that they've been trying in so many different ways to fill themselves. God, that you would impress it upon them this morning, oh God, to realize that you are the one that they've been searching for. You are the one that they need and that they want God thank you for those that are here thank you Lord for what's about ready to happen in uh, our baptism service and we just praise you, we thank you Lord this this is a morning where you can continue to be glorified and praised not just in our singing but what's going to happen in just a few moments speak to us Lord we love you we praise you in Jesus name Amen would you stand please and I'll ask Mandy to lead us, I don't know what she has picked if you please take your hymnals and turn to page 410 410 I hear the Savior, Savior say, say Thy strength indeed is small child of weakness watch and pray find in me thine all in